There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. The faith together. If you sit next to somebody that's not smiling, um, just elbow them, just elbow them and, and tell them, say, you're going to smile after this message. Say, because you're about to get some good news. Come on. Lift your Bibles high in the building and online. I need to see more in the air. You say, Bishop, I don't have my Bible or my phone. You got your phone. Put your phone in the air. Come on, let's say it together. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen. God, on this Christmas day, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. Speak to us, Lord. I take authority over this atmosphere. I take authority over this property. I take authority over every overflow seat. I take authority over every online campus. And I declare that the Spirit of the Lord is there. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. So we speak freedom in this atmosphere. I pray that today lives would change. I pray that today good news would come forth. I pray that today people would give their lives to you for the first time. And I pray that today those that have been far from you, they come back to you today. Somebody shout, good news is coming. And we thank you that it is so in Jesus' name. Let's go to work. So we've been in this series all this month called Angels and Demons. It's our Christmas series like you've never heard. And Wednesday's message was, uh, was taught us about Jehovah Sabaoth. That is the name of God that refers to him as the Lord of hosts. Say Lord of hosts. Lord of hosts. 
This means he's the God, uh, that our God is the commander of heaven's armies. I need you to hear me. Our God is not just a provider. He's not just your father. He's not just love. Hear me. He is a whole general. He is the commander of heaven's armies. Isaiah 47 and 4 says, our redeemer, whose name is the Lord of heaven's armies. Pay attention. Armies is plural, not singular, which means God says, I don't just have an army that's here to serve you. I have armies that are here to serve you, which means whatever area of your life needs some support I got an army for that let's talk y'all remember when iPhone came out and they would always say there's an app for this there's an app for that there's an app for this hear me every issue you got in your life God has an angel army for this an army for that an army for this which means don't worry about what's going on with your family. There's an army for that. Don't worry about what's going on with your finances. There's an army for that. Don't worry about what's going on in your marriage. There's an army for that. I need you to touch somebody next to you and say there's an army for that. There's an army for that. Now watch this. The word angel is the Greek word, uh, uh, the Greek word uh, angelos, where we get the city Los Angeles. It is, watch me, in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, the word malak, where we get the, the term malachi. So the entire book of malachi means message or messenger. Angel means a human or a heavenly messenger. Pay attention. This is why God gives you a pastor. Why? Because you need to hear fresh from God everything God has ordained for your life. That means every time you log in, every time you step into any location we have you are literally getting a message from God hear me don't miss the message because you're distracted by people around you don't miss the message because you're thinking about what did I put my turkey on at the house baby what you're about to hear in these next few moments you'll be in Balta turkey factory I wish I wish I had some faith people in here tell somebody next to you say you're getting a message from heaven you're getting a message it is a human messenger or a heavenly messenger. Pay attention. I've taught you several things about angels, uh, and we ended on Wednesday that angels are voice activated. Bishop Foreman, why do you have us talk so much in church? Some of you, you come from church experiences where you sat there looking mad the whole time to get out of there. Listen, that's not how harvest rolls. That ain't how we do it around here. That's not how we do it online. Why? Because the gospel is good news, and the good news is that the bad news is wrong, which means I have no reason to be frowned up. I have no reason to be mad. I have no reason to be upset because I'm about to get some good news that's going to change my situation. Open your mouth. Say good news is coming. Good news. Angels are voice activated. Pay attention. They do not respond to your needs. Shut your mouth. They do not respond. Watch me to your innuendo. They do not respond to your vibes. They do not respond to your energy. Angels respond to your voice. You got to hear me. Which means this is why the enemy, when you're not feeling great, when you're feeling discouraged, when you're feeling hopeless, when you're feeling like life is not going the way you want for it to go, what does he try to do? He tries to get you to be silent and to shut down. Wave at me if you found over the last few months you've had places and times where you were silent and you shut down. Wave at me. Can I tell you that 2022 was your last year of resorting to that? Why? Because I got angel armies and they're waiting on me to tell them what to do. And I can't sit up being sad. I cannot sit up being frustrated and angry. I got to open my mouth and say something. I need you to make sure you're sitting next to faith people on your left and your right. Just fist bump them and say, open your mouth and say something. Oh. Wrong people. Try somebody else and when you tell them something, they get so excited about what you're saying, they respond with a praise. Fist bump somebody and say, open your mouth and say something. You, 
You have angels that are waiting to respond to what you say. And for many of you, like, God, why aren't you helping me? You didn't say nothing. For many of you, God, why isn't this changing for me? You didn't say anything. God, why isn't my situation changing? Because you're sitting there hoping and wishing, but hoping and wishing ain't open your mouth and saying something. So look at Psalm 103 and 20. It says, you angels, you mighty ones. Let's stop right there. If you grew up, you saw the imagery of angels played down in pop culture so that we would never see them with the strength that they have. You would see the cherubim as little babies with big stomachs and wings. Pay attention to make you think that angels play games. Mm. To make you think that angels did not have power or strength. I need you to hear me. If God is the God of angel armies, the armies he has available, there's no punks allowed. That's what the Bible says. They're mighty ones who do his commandments, obeying the voice of his word. Everybody look at me. For some of you, God needs you to know that you have support with you and behind you. Watch me. And they're a whole thug. The reason you don't have to clap back at people is because I got angels that will come. I wish I had some faith people in the building. Say, I've got mighty angels working for me. I and you might not be a fighter, but God will give you some angels around you to be a fighter. And you might not want to. <sighs> angels are voice activated. Look at the screen. It says they respond and obey the voice of his word, which means, watch me. You say, well, the voice of his word. Pay attention. When you and I speak, I need you to understand the power of what you say. Say, my words have power. First John 4, 17 teaches us why. As he is, so are we in this world. Which means in this earth, God says, the angels are going to respond to you as if I said it. Which means, watch me, I'm not begging and wishing. All I got to do is open up my mouth and say, every angel that's assigned to bring me my joy, run that. I I'll talk to my online family, but the majority of us are. Every angel that's assigned to bring me my money, run that. Every angel that's assigned to open doors for me in 2023, run that. When you speak, they cannot differentiate between your voice and his voice because the Bible says in this world, we are like him. That's why in Genesis chapter 1, God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion. What is dominion? It means let them have absolute authority and power in the earth. Look at me. Some of you are running from stuff you have the power to handle. Some of you all are running from situations scared and frustrated and angry like, why is this happening to me? And God is like, I wish you'd turn around and say something. Some of you got family folk right now you're dreading having to deal with in a couple hours. What would happen if you called your angels to go to the house before you get there to shut her crazy behind up? I wish. Come on, open your mouth 10 o'clock, say, I've got angels fighting for me. So I taught you a few things about angels. We're almost done. Angels move at the speed of light, which means when you speak it, angels move. Watch me. There is no argument when you open your mouth because when, dark, when, dark, when light comes on, darkness has to flee. So some of you, watch me, you're like, why is it taking so long? It's, the issue is with you. It's not with the angels that God has assigned to you. Because for some of you, watch me, your greatest need today is you're sad. I'm coming for you. And I come against your sadness. I come against your hopelessness. Uh-oh. I come against your depression and your anxiety. I pray that every angel that's assigned to bring you joy, that that joy would show up right here and right now. Open your mouth and release a praise for five seconds. Go. Five. Four. Come on, 10 o'clock. Come on, Facebook. 
Come on, YouTube. Somebody holler right now. Number two, angels were sent by God to us, for us, to accompany us and protect us. Let me tell you why the car accident didn't kill you. Because you had angels accompany you. Let me tell you why you did get in an accident and should have died, but you walked away. Angels were accompanying you. Let me tell you why you laid down with somebody and should have picked something up when you laid down with them. I don't like the fact that y'all pretending like you don't have a past. Watch me. Every single one of us in this building and online, we got a whole lot of stuff that we've done that's been wrong. Where the honest people at? We got a whole lot of stuff that's not been right. And that's why Jesus came 2,000 years ago and was born in a manger and gave 33 and a half years on the earth and then was hung on a cross and crucified so that you and I can have life and life more abundantly. So the next time the enemy tells you you messed up, you can tell him I did that and a whole lot of other stuff. But let the redeemed of the Lord say, so you don't get to use my past against me. You don't get to use my failures against me. God has already paid for that. So the angels will accompany you and the angels will protect you. They'll walk with you into the boardroom. They'll walk with you into the job interview. They'll walk with you into the courtroom. They'll, I don't know who this is for. They'll walk with you into the custody hearing. They'll walk with you into the meeting that you're dreading having because you know you got to sit across from a Judas. I wish. They're going to walk with you in there. And for some of you, this is why people have had an attitude with you your whole life and you never understood why you were so kind and nice to people and people had an issue with you. Am I talking to anybody? It's because they saw what you didn't see. See, if your angels are accompanying you, that means I don't see my accompaniment. You missed it. If they're walking with me, come here. If they're walking with me, that means I don't see that they're walking with me, which means sometimes you won't even be aware of how much of a threat other people see you as because you don't see what's coming behind you. I, this is why certain family folk don't like you. Why? They see your angels and you don't see them. They see that you're no punk in the spirit and you don't see that. Not only do they accompany you, but every now and then, watch me, when you get yourself in a tight situation, they have to shift from behind you and now get in front of you to protect you. Let me tell you why the relationship didn't work. God says, uh-uh, I need to protect her. Let me tell you why the relationship didn't work. God says, uh-uh, I need to protect him. He's worked too hard to get where he is to let some Delilah come and st I wish I had. Let me tell you why certain jobs didn't work out. God says, no, I got something better for you. Let me tell you why you're in this church today and online today. God says, I need to connect you to a man of God. I have to accompany you and protect you to give you a voice that can speak life into your life. Because the next thing, angels and camp and rescue you. What does this mean? The angels will set up camp around you, which means when you're sleeping, they're watching. When you're sleeping, they're working. This is why the Bible says that God never sleeps and God never slumbers. Which means if he's staying up all night, ain't no need. Tell somebody close to you, say, go to sleep good tonight. I need you to sleep like a baby. I need you to sleep like when you wake up, you're going to get an email that's going to change your life for the better. I need you to go to sleep tonight like you're going to wake up and a text message is going to cover all your debt. I need you to come on 9 or 10 o'clock. Open up your mouth say, I'm going to sleep well tonight because I got angels around me. They encamp around you. Your angels, they're mighty ones, which means that they will preemptively threaten anything that tries to come at you.
This is why certain people ghost you. It's because your angel said, I wish you would. For every person that ghosted you this year, let's give God a praise. That's not a bad thing. That means your angel said, I wish you would. I wish you would try to play her. I wish you would try to play him. I wish you would try to do him wrong. I wish you would try to steal from him. I got angels encamping around me. They encamp around you. And they rescue you. Now, this is interesting because what do I need to be rescued from if they were encamping around me? It's because sometimes, watch me, you will get off and begin to do your own thing. And you don't get to disrespect the commander of the angels and have the protection of the angels. But God is so committed to you. Who are you? That God is so committed to you that he says, even if you get yourself in something you should not get yourself in. And it looks like you're about to trip and fall over everything. Your angels will come in and grab you. You just knew, I'm going to go do this, I'm going to go do this, but you didn't realize that you needed to be rescued. If you don't open up your mouth and say, he rescued me again, you are about to make the most horrible decision of your life, but your angel stepped in and they rescued you. You ready? You ready? Look at this, angels strengthen you. I taught you about how when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was in a weak moment because he's 100% God, 100% man. The technical term for that is the anthropos. He's theos and anthropos. He's God, man. So much God, you can't believe he's man so much. Man, you can't believe he's God. And he had a moment where he had to do something that was difficult. And here's how I know many Christians have never, ever gotten to this place because every decision they make is comfortable. Because Jesus literally, uh, he literally, why was he in the Garden of Gethsemane? The Bible says he had great, great drops of blood. Literally, it's called, uh, the the medical condition that he called hemotidrosis, where literally his blood vessels and capillaries, they were beginning to burst because of the pressure and the stress that he was under. Can I help some of y'all hear me? Can, Can I help you with something? He's that stressed and he hasn't even done it yet. I'll talk over here where it looks like I got faith. For some of you, let me tell you what the last few months have been. You've been in pre-grieving. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. There's some decisions you're about to have to make. And God says, I don't need you grieving this thing when you make it. And you remember why I've been feeling like this? Because I've been grieving in advance. Come on, tell somebody next to you. Say, you've been pre-grieving. The big decisions you got to make. You've been pre-grieving who you got to cut off. You've been pre-grieving the friends that cannot come with you. You've been pre-grieving the attitude you used to have. Jesus is sweating drops of blood. He's not even done it yet, but he's stressed out about it. And for some of you, like, I don't know what's wrong. God says, we're going to deal with the emotion of this before you ever have to get to the implementation of this. I'm going to set you free from a city while you're still in a city. So when it's time for you to bust a move and get to your new city, you ain't grieving. I wish I had somebody that would talk. Watch me. They strengthened him. Jesus said, he said, Father, I don't want to do this. I don't want to have to die. He's that stressed out over it. And he's not even done it. He's only talking about it. And for some of you, you get overwhelmed by stuff you're talking about. I'm not talking to anybody this Christmas. I'm almost done. Watch me. Watch me. You get stressed out just thinking about what you're going to have to do. Jesus was talking about it, conceptualizing it. Ideation was moving forward. 
And in that moment, the Bible says he began to have great drops of blood that fell in the Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane means pressing and blessing. Three times. How many times? Three. Three times he says, God, I don't want to do this. Then he says it again. God, I don't want to do this. Then he says it a third time. God, I don't want to do this. And then watch what changed. He said, nevertheless. If everybody under the sound of my voice, you're at a nevertheless moment. God says the decision you make right here, right now, is going to determine the rest of your life. I need to make sure that you're setting yourself up for your future. For every person that says, I'm going to give God a nevertheless on Christmas Sunday, 2022, I need you to open your mouth, throw your hands in the air, and worship your God for five seconds. Go. Five. Four. Nevertheless. Three. Nevertheless. Two. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. Say it again, nevertheless. One more time, shout nevertheless. Be seated. The Bible says that when he said that, angels came and strengthened him. Hear me. He didn't get strength until he submitted. And there's some of you like, God, I need strength. He says, I'm not doing anything to help you until you say yes. Until you give me your submission. If you grew up old school church, they'd say, they take time in the service. And when I say time, like two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight hours. And you'd have to come on the altar, and you just have to give them a yes. And some of you like, what am I saying yes to? And there's, there's your number one problem, is you think he has to tell you what you're saying yes to. God, just let me know what it's going to be, and I'll say yes. God says, I'm God, not you. I'll run you. You don't run me. For, for all of y'all that like American Jesus, that ain't real Jesus. Because American Jesus says, what would you like to do, my child? Oh, you don't like it? Oh, that's not your truth. Oh, you want to manifest something else? But Bible Jesus says, if you don't get your behind down there and do exactly what I said to do, how I said to do it, when I said to do it, because I said to do it. Come on, 10 o'clock. Open your mouth, shout it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. After Jesus said yes, they came to strengthen him. We're almost done. Watch me. Angels uh, will protect you and lead you. I taught you that. And angels, I taught you that there are seven archangels. Pay attention. Wednesday, I introduced you to the archangel Michael. Today, on this Christmas Sunday, I want to introduce you to the angel that announced the day we're celebrating. He was the archangel Gabriel. And for everybody hear me. Hear me clearly. Say there's a visitation schedule. Say, say Gabriel's about to announce something to me. Let's go. We're almost done. Gabriel first appears in the book of Daniel 8 and the book of Daniel 9. Daniel's, excuse me, uh, Gabriel's assignment was to bring insight and understanding. In other words, people were in a, you ready? Confused situation. I'm coming. They were in a confused predicament. They, they, they were dealing with circumstances and situations. They weren't sure what to do. Oh, my God. They were like, do I fight? Do I not fight? Do I pray? Do I not pray? Do I cuss? Do I not cuss? No, not that. I don't like y'all's religious spirit in this building. Look at the person next to you and say, you know good and doggone well what he talking about. You know good. Some of y'all this morning on Christmas Sunday, you know already lit your house up. Just cussing everybody. They're kids. They're supposed to make noise opening toys. I saw that noise. Well, then you should have bought them un unwrapped. <laughs> Watch me. Everybody look at me. Gabriel shows up to bring insight and understanding. Gabriel shows up because people have been selected to do things that in the moment 
it didn't look like what they were selected to do matched what they had. It did not look like what they were supposed to do was going to be possible based on where they were at. And I need you to hear me. You and I do not serve a God of the possible. We serve a God of the impossible. Come on. Fist bump somebody. We're almost done. Fist bump them and tell them, say, he's the God of the impossible. If you want a regular life, go find you another God. If you want a life that doesn't accomplish anything much, go get you a dead God. Go get you a Buddha. Go worship you some temples. Go worship you a pyramid. But if you want to live a supernatural life because you and I serve a supernatural God, lift up your hands and say, he's the God of the impossible. So he is the angel that God dispatches when he, look at me, when he is getting ready to come into the earth. Pay attention. You see this in Luke chapter 1. Everybody open your mouth and say, everything's about to change. For the better. God, I, I just need faith in the building. For those of you that are like, I needed to know that my faithfulness has not been in vain. I needed to know that my consistency has not been in vain. I needed to know that, come on, open up your mouth say, everything's about to change for the better. So Gabriel is the archangel that God sends. And when Gabriel comes, Gabriel don't come with all his hat and all his hair. <laughs> Gabriel don't come with his bone. Gabriel, Gabriel doesn't come dancing. Gabriel comes because Mary is about to be told your whole life is about to change. It is because of Gabriel's announcement that the world shuts down on this day. And I'm going to tell you at this Christmas Day service, you better hear me. Gabriel is showing up in your life to tell you everything is about to change for the better. You have been selected by God. That's why you can never fit in with other people. That's why you always wonder why you were different than everybody else. Because you have been selected by God. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, God chose me. Luke 126, we're almost there. The Bible says that in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel. God sent an angel. For some of you, you want what he didn't give his own mama. He didn't go himself to announce it. He sent a messenger to announce it. And I'm going to tell you, if you open up your eyes, the messages are clear. Let's go. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel. Gabriel's name means God is my strength. In other words, he says, I'm sending Gabriel because, baby, you're about to go through something you're going to need strength for. No punks allowed in your future. No punks allowed in your future. What do you mean by punk? I mean, where you give up and you quit because it looks difficult. No, you're going to need some strength for this thing. You, you thought what you did was big. No, what you do next is going to be mind-blowing. You thought 2022 was amazing. Baby, wait until you get a sample of what your 23 is going to be. But you need some strength to carry this thing. And you're not going to abort. You're going to carry this thing all the way to the end. Open up your mouth, please. Say, God, give me strength. Watch me. He goes to a town in Galilee called Nazareth. Galilee means a surge or an electrical current. So God sends Gabriel to Mary, watch me, when she is in the middle of a surge. Come on. Let me, let me lay down the explanation of the meaning of the word so you can find yourself in the story. Because some of you are like, well, Bishop, I'm not a woman. It's okay because Mary could be a man or a woman in this, in this particular analogy. And then some of you are like, well, Bishop, I, but I don't, live, I don't live over in what was called, we call it Middle East now. It was not called that until post-World War II. It was called North Africa up until that point. Pay attention. Pay attention. Um, yeah, 
he sent Gabriel when she was in the middle of a surge. In other words, God comes to interrupt your plans when it looks like your previous plan is finally starting to work. In a town called Nazareth. Nazareth means separated. Mm, somebody say, I've been separated. This is why God used your angels to cancel certain relationships. He said, I'm not even permitting them to be around you. I'm not even permitting them to talk to you. They're not going to get your text. The bubble going to go green and you're going to think they got to enjoy it. I'm not did it. Separated. Sanctified. Say, say he set me apart. This is why even when you were around groups of people, you felt different than the group of people you were around. Well, watch me, because God says, I need to keep you separate. It means sanct separ separated, sanctified. Then watch me, crowned. Shut your mouth. God says, listen, I gave you in a city that's called Nazareth, and I'm going to crown you in that city. What does this mean practically? I'm going to elevate you to a place in that city of significance. I'm going to take you in a place, because in John 1:46, the word on the street was, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Denver? Can anything good come out of Aurora? Can anything good come out of your family? Can anything good come out of your bloodline? I need you to touch somebody next to you and say, it's you. Come on, we almost done, but I got to make sure you get Gabriel's message. Touch somebody else next to you and say, it's you. He says, I've crowned you in a place that tried to put crisis on you. I've crowned you in a place that tried to cramp you in. Nazareth, it's worse than a valley because by definition, Nazareth is a bowl. A bowl doesn't have a, a, a distinguished end or a distinguished beginning. And watch what God says. God says, I have literally put you in a place where it doesn't look like there's any way out. I have you in some circumstances in life where it doesn't look like there's any way out. You're not in a valley. It's worse than a valley. You're in a bowl. And nobody else has ever made it out to be something successful. But Mary, you are about to be the exception to the rule. Come on, lay your hands on yourself. Say, you're about to be the exception. Now, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Um, go down uh, to, verse, uh, to verse 27. It says, this angel Gabriel goes to a virgin Pledged in marriage to a man named Joseph. Say Joseph. Joseph, who was of the house of David, and the virgin's name was what? Mary. Say there's something about Mary. Now, we're going to put your name right there. Now, okay, there's something about, and you're going to say your name. You ready? There's something about Mary's name. We often look at Mary as this innocent little girl that wasn't doing nothing to nobody. That was just minding her little business. And then the angel showed up and did, mm -mm, mm -mm. the reality of Mary is found in the definition of her name. Because Mary's name means wished for a child. In other words, Mary said, I need a way out of Nazareth and the only way out is a baby. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. I need a way out of this depression and the only way out is this. I need a way out of this situation and the only way out is this. Mary wished for something, watch me, that she did not get yet. So look at the next definition of her name. It made her rebellious and bitter. Mary said, I did not get what I wanted and it's made me, a lot of stuff going on in here. It made me very rebellious and it made me very bitter. Watch me. She says, I've wished for something and what I have wished for, it's got me rebellious and bitter. Is there anybody in the building or online 
where you've ever wanted something and you wanted it so bad you didn't get it that it made you be rebellious. And then the longer you waited to get it, essentially you started to get bitter. What is bitterness? Bitterness is the residue of a painful experience. You're basically saying, it ain't happened yet, it ain't going to happen, so I don't want to hear no good news. And that's where some of y'all are at today. You married today. <laughs> or you Mario today. You better hear me. Because you're saying to yourself, I have wished for this. I have wanted this. I have desired this. And what I have wished for, wanted, and desired, it has not happened. Therefore, I got an attitude. Elbow somebody next to you say, forget your attitude. Say, because your answer is about to show up. Uh-uh. 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 Come on. I need you to just reach over to somebody else. Touch them on the shoulder. Say, drop your bitterness. Drop your rebellion. Your answer is about to appear. So what happens? We're almost there. What happens? The Bible says in verse 28, the angel appeared to her. You ready for this? Now, some of you are like, Bishop, how is this going to happen? I'm going to tell you exactly how it's going to happen. Say, how is it going to happen, Bishop? It's going to come out of nowhere. No, it's right there in the Bible. It says, the angel appeared to her. In other words, there was no big announcement. There wasn't no announcement. Look, look at me. Look at me. This thing came out of nowhere. Come on. I've been saying it a lot lately, but I need to say it again. Your name's about to be brought up. Your phone's about to ring. Favor's about to find you. Out of nowhere, you're going to finally get what you've been wishing for. Out of nowhere, you're going to finally get what you've been praying. You've been praying, sowing, fasting, giving, believing, trusting. And out of nowhere, it's about to show up. Now, I need to make sure I got faith people in the building and online. On three, if you believe something's about to appear out of nowhere, I'm going to give you a time and an opportunity to put a praise on it. One, two, three, go. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Come on, fist bump somebody on your way to your seat. Say, it's coming out of nowhere. Then the angel appeared to her, came out of nowhere, and the angel said to her, greetings. What up, though? That's how I besides it. Shalom. You who are highly favored. Shut your mouth. Look at the person next to you say, you are highly favored. Online, you got to type that. You are highly favored. Watch me. He says, you're not just favored. Favor is good enough. Favor is when God gives you preferential treatment. Favor is when a superior one leans to an inferior one to lift them to a level they can't take themselves to. He tells Mary, and remember, who, who's Mary in the story? You and I. Say your name, say your name. You who are not just favored, but you are high. Which means ain't nobody seen what you're about to do. Nobody's done what you're about to do. Nobody's ever walked out what you're about to walk out. That's why you've had an unusual pressure because you're about to do something unusual. Shout, I am highly favored. You who are highly favored. Look at me. The Lord is with you. Now, all this whole time, Mary, you felt like he wasn't because you wished for a child, didn't get it, so you became rebellious and bitter. I'll say it again because I need everybody to hear me. This whole time you felt like he has not been with you because you wished for a child, you did not get it, and so now you're rebellious and bitter. This whole time you said he's not with you because you asked for an A-team and he gave you the leftovers from the squad. Huh? This whole time, this whole time, you, you, you thought that he was not with you because you looked at other people make their progress and said, God, now when am I going to make mine? I'm not hating, but I'm just saying, dog. 
when am I going to get mine? This whole time, Mary, say your name. The Lord has been with you. You ready? Say he's been with me. Look at this. Look at this. Verse 29. Mary, watch me, was greatly troubled at his words. Why is she troubled and wondered what kind of greeting this might be? Her name reveals her wonder. I'm so used to bad news. This is too good to be true. I'm so used to getting a call saying it's not going to be what I want. I don't even have expectation this is going to be good. Gabriel, you showing up out of nowhere with your announcement. What is this? I don't want to get my hopes too high because it might not happen. I came for your doubt today. I came for your fear today. Come on, can we just prophesy to ourselves? Say, and it's getting ready to happen. Come on, say it again. Say, and it's getting ready to happen for me. Look at this. Verse 30. So the angel told her, do not be afraid. Say your name. For you have found favor, not with the company, not with the city, not with the government, not with your boss. You found favor with God. Now, here's the trip about the verse. Found favor. Remember how Gabriel says to her, the Lord is with you, which means he's been with you. Because found favor in Greek, the language of our New Testament means this. You proved yourself to him. I will throw this mic, 10 o'clock. Oh, my God. Open up your mouth, please, and say, I proved myself to him. He was watching how you'd handle that. And at first, you started tripping, acting crazy. But then you said, wait a minute. I will bless the Lord at all. And God says, go on and prove yourself. Go on and prove yourself. You've not been perfect, but you've been faithful. You've not done everything right, but you bounced back. Yesterday, you took some L's, but today, you bounced back. Look at somebody say, I'm in my bounce back. You proved yourself to God. You proved yourself to God. You proved yourself to God. Every time you fought when it was easier to give up, you proved yourself to God. Every time that you prayed when you wanted to go snap, crackle, and pop over every last one of them, you proved yourself to God. I wish I had some people in here that can say, I've been through a lot over this last year, but I'm still standing. Are there any survivors in the building? Any survivors online? Somebody say, I'm still standing. I proved myself. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Gabriel says, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, my God. I'm here. I'm here because you proved yourself. We were looking for who the greatest thing that would ever hit the earth would come through. We were looking for who I could trust to carry me. And you've been proving yourself. And you didn't even know you were under examination. I could, Jesus Christ. Okay, evidently, I ain't got, everybody here ain't faith. That's cool. All right. Just find somebody that looks like they got a little bit of faith. How will you know? Because they smiling, they rocking, they on the edge of their seat, they doing something, they doing this, they doing, they doing something. They, if they're sitting there doing nothing, skip them. They're going to have to catch it next Sunday. But find you somebody in your section online, find you somebody in your house, find you somebody in the chat, and just tell them, say, you proved yourself this year. I ain't playing with y'all. 
You were at the edge ready to give up, but you proved yourself. You were ready to give up on God, but you proved yourself. You were ready to run, but you proved yourself. High five three people around you say, you proved yourself. You. And because you proved yourself, God says, you found favor with me. And I'm about to hook you up. Your 2023 is going to be your best year ever. You're going to end 2022 stronger than you ever. And your name's about to be brought up. And favor's about to find you. And opportunity is about to open. Woo! Come on, tell somebody, say, I proved myself. I. We're almost done. We're almost done. He tells Mary, I had a whole lot of little girls to pick from. I had, look at me, look at me. I had a whole lot of other people to pick who, frankly, Mary, um, could do it better than you. So don't think that improving yourself, um, it was because you were the best. You proved yourself because you were the most faithful. You proved yourself because you were the most consistent. You proved yourself because you shed a few tears, then wiped them and said, handle that. You proved yourself to God. You ready? We almost there. Verse 31. Behold, you will conceive and give birth to what you wished for. He says, you will give birth to a child, a son. This is what you wished for. Say your name. You will give birth to a seven-figure business. This is what. My question is, what did you ask for? Because on Christmas Day, Gabriel's showing up to say, you're going to give birth to exactly what you asked me. Ready? You will give birth to a son. And then this is what you're going to name him. You're going to name him Jesus, Yeshua in Hebrew. You ready? This is what you're going to name him. I can't trust you to name it because the process to birth it might make you curse it. So so I'm going to tell you what to name it. See, watch me, watch me. For some of you, watch me, you're about to name your 23 because God has named it for you. For those of you that don't know what 23 is going to be for you, let me tell you what he named it. Say Jubilee. Celebrations. Emancipation. Restoration. Celebration. Emancipation. Restoration. Celebration. Emancipation. Restoration. He says, this is what you're going to name what you're about to give birth to. And look at what Mary says in verse 34. How can this be? What's your name? Ask the angel, since I have not done what's necessary in order to do this. You're telling me I'm going to do this, and I haven't done what's necessary to do this. You're telling me I'm going to give this, but I don't have the credit necessary for that. You're telling me I'm going to do that. I don't have the team necessary for that. You're telling me I'm going to do this. I don't have that. Look, look what he says. Look what he says. Gabriel reveals this is going to be different. 
Since you found favor with God, your process ain't going to be like everybody else's. Y'all, I only need four more minutes if you'll help me preach this thing. Can you encourage somebody next to you in the building and online to say your process is going to be different? Everybody else got to apply. You're going to get picked. Everybody else got to go through the normal process. Your process is going to be different. Somebody said it's going to be different for me. The angel replied, verse 35, God going to do this? He said, the Holy Spirit is going to, just look at how crazy this sounds. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. And the power of the Most High, he's going to overtake you and overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Pay attention to these verses. Come upon you and Joseph. God says, this time it's for you. You've been so occupied with helping everybody else. Gabriel said, this one, this one's for you. You never did what you needed to do because you was worried about them. But this one, this one's for. Look, look. In other words, Gabriel says, Gabriel says, uh, uh, God's going to do something in you in private. That will be seen in public. Hear me Christmas Day. I need you to hear me. Say good news has arrived. God says, I've had you spending so much time with yourself lately. I've had you, look at me, I've had you even a little antisocial. Am I talking to anybody? And some of y'all are like, I just ain't in the Christmas spirit. That's because God says, I'm about to do something to you in. I'm about to do something to you. You ain't even got a tree up at the house. Why? I'm about to do something for you in private that everybody's about to see. Oh, my God. That's the person next to you. We're almost done. Say he's doing it in private. They're going to see it in public. Can you thank God for the nights you stayed at home and didn't go out? Can you thank God for the family gatherings you didn't go to? Can you thank God for the times you sat and watched Netflix by yourself? Can you thank God for the dinners you went to by yourself? Can you thank God for them? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. God says, I'm behind you not wanting to be around a bunch of people. I'm behind you not wanting to be bothered. I'm behind you putting your phone on do not disturb. Because I'm not going to let nothing disturb what I'm about to overshadow. You ready? Verse 36. Look, even Elizabeth, your relative, has conceived a son in her old age. And they told me she was barren. You missed it. God says, I'm going to give you an example of somebody that's making it happen without what they need. Ah, I'm going to give you an example of somebody that's taking a bad hand and playing the hell out of it. I'm going to, I'm not cussing. 
Hell is a Greek word, Gehenna, which means hot trash. They playing that thing. Look at me. He says, look, Lizzie. She's in her old age. They said she was barren. You understand what barren means? That means that the eggs don't work. I don't like your silence. You know what barren means? They've tried 40, no, hold on, let me go here. They tried 50, 11 different ways. 50, 11 is an urban colloquialism that simply means I've tried a multitude of ways and none of the ways have ever been successful. And the paradoxical nature of the situation that I'm in is creating a vicissitude that I'm not quite familiar with how to handle. Some of y'all trying to Google the words, just, just go with me. Look, look, I've tried everything to try and it's not worked. But what does Gabriel tell? What's your name? I'm going to give you an example of somebody that can be in a city where it shouldn't work for them, where it shouldn't work for him. But you're going to see what taking a bad hand and playing it well. I don't like your silence. Touch your neighbor. Say, let me be your example. Say, I've tried 50, 11 ways. Say, and lots of them didn't work. Say, but guess what? I'm giving birth to something big. Anyhow. You sit next to an Elizabeth. You sit next to an Elizabeth. Let me give it a masculine name. You sit next to an Eduardo. Y'all better talk to me. You sit next to somebody that God is making it happen for. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm a miracle. I'm proof he can do it for you. Say, I'm your providence. That something amazing is about to hit your life. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, Atlanta. Let's go. Come on, Miami. Let's go. Come on, Indiana. Let's go. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. We're about to give gifts. Everybody stand in just a second. Everybody stand. He said, look. Everybody stand in the building and online. Look at me. He says, I, I need you to look. I'm put someone around you. To show you what it looks like. That's the person next to you. Say, I'm proof this works. They called her barren. Your eggs don't work. It's not going to happen. You don't have what you need. I want to get into your mind for a moment. I want to get into the parts of you that you were saying, maybe I'm just not called. Maybe I'm just not supposed to. Maybe I need to start looking up some different stuff to do. I want to get in your head today. Because Gabriel's got an announcement for you. They said she was barren, but look what Gabriel said. She's six months in. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months. After Gabriel makes this announcement to her, he says, now stay with her for a season. Stay with her for three months because by the time you walk away from Elizabeth, she will have birthed. Everybody look at me. Look at me. Verse 37. For no word from God will ever fail. 
Look at me. You are a word. And he's spoken a word over your life. And Gabriel shows up to tell Mary, not one thing he said is going to fail. Lift your hands for two seconds and just say, not one word will fail. Come on in the building and online. Just one more time. Say, not one word will fail. Verse 38. Watch Mary's response. And this has to be your response. You ready? Say, I am the Lord's servant. May it happen to me according to your word. Look at me. Look at me. What God wants, pay attention. What God wants, here's what Mary was saying. What God wants from me. You ready? What he wants to do with me, he gets from me. And here's what your neighbor was saying up until Christmas Day. Your neighbor, up until Christmas Day, please put that scripture or that wording up there. What God wants to do with me, he gets from me. Say, what God wants to do with me. He gets from me. Here's what your neighbor was saying until today. Now, Lord, once you tell me, God says, I'm not telling you nothing. All I want is your. But how much is this going to cost me? I'll provide. You don't ask me questions that ain't none of your business. Well, what if I have to move? Well, I suggest you get some boxes. What if this requires me to be uncomfortable? Good. Because, Mary, you asked for a child, now that means you got to be pregnant. And to be pregnant means you're going to walk different, you're going to carry different, you're going to handle different. You ready? Everybody look at me. One visit, because the Bible says after that, the angel left her. Look at me. You want to be, look at me, to keep being told the same message over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. One of the things that aggravates me about people, let me just let you in on this. No, don't get quiet. Is he talking about us? Yes. And, uh, and me too, people, period. One of the things that aggravates me about people, you ever had to have the same conversations? What I, what I loathe about pastoring, and I love what I do, is having to have the same conversations with the same people and they act like they didn't hear me say it. It is annoying. It's annoying so much, it makes my neck, it sees this pop, it makes my neck pop. She got one visit to account for the next 33 and a half years of her life. Not once did Gabriel come back and say, remember what I told you? He said, you're going to have to hold on to this. And for some of you today, Say, this is my visitation day. This one visit accounted for the next 33 and a half years of her life. The angel never comes and says anything else to her again. The next angel that speaks, speaks to Joseph and says, y'all are going to have to stay in Egypt until Herod dies. Stay in this land, rather, excuse me, until Herod dies. They carried the king of kings and the lord of lords. And God only visited one time to release one message that you have found favor. Lift your hands in the building and online. Say, I have found favor. I am highly favored by God. I've been picked by God. I've been chosen by God to do something amazing in the earth.
He's interrupted my little plans and shifted them to big plans. And I give the Lord my yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. Heads bowed, eyes closed, in this building, end online. If you need to become a Christian, today's your day. What's the good news? You just heard it. The good news is that the bad news is wrong. God's not mad at you. He's not upset with you. He's not trying to beat you up or beat you down. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you need to come back to him today, today's your day to recommit yourself to the Lord. Thirdly, you're like, Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. I don't want to log off. I don't want to leave Grape Street without being sure. If that's you today in this building or online, on the count of three in the building, you're going to slip your hand up. No guilt. No condemnation, no sin. Bishop Foreman, I still got some stuff I'm working out. Look at me. You're going to have a lot of stuff to work out. Can I buy your heads? Close your eyes again. You become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. On three, in the building, your hands up. Online, do the hand wave emoji. Say it to me. I've got online ambassadors on all of our online platforms. One, don't miss your moment. Father, I come against the enemy keeping people from responding. I come against the enemy keeping people from walking in their moment. You've sent Gabriel to announce to them today. They have found favor with you. Don't let this moment miss them. Tomorrow is not promised. Don't miss your moment. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up in this building. I see you. I see you. Just keep them up for a moment. I see you. I see you. Online, do that hand with the emoji or just say it's me wherever you're at. Hallelujah. Everybody, everybody, pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall, give me the grace to get right back up. I have found favor with you. I've not been perfect, but I found favor with you. In Jesus' name. Come on, just speak this. I'm loved by God unconditionally. He's not waiting on me to do different before he loves me. And his love is going to make me do different. In Jesus' name, you're going to open your eyes. You can scan that QR code if you just prayed that for the first time. Or text the word HARVEST to 55498. Let us Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word DECISION to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. 
When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.